You don't see that guy up there. What? There's no one. I don't see anybody. Chess, what the fuck? He's looking right at us. You know what? Stop it. I can't believe you don't see him. You gotta get your eyes checked, my friend. Hello? Noah. Do you need any help? I, I have a truck if you want me. Noah, there is no one there. Have you seen a kid? Noah, stop it. Listen, the dude just got turned around looking for his kid, all right? Please, okay? You're freaking me out. What? What is the matter? There's no one there. What are you talking about, Jess? What is wrong with you? What did you look like? Are you seriously blind? Dude, would you just, just wave your hand, all right? There. Jesus Christ. Who's wrong with his arms? God, the dude looks like he got lost trying to find platform nine and three quarters. Is he still talking to you? What? Is who still talking to me? A suspect is in custody for the murder of 17-year-old Emmett King, the young man whose body was found by his high school sweetheart Jessica Morrow in Stony Creek, Oregon last Thursday. Jessica identified the man as an alleged stalker who had been following the young couple for over the last year and a half. Henry Quinn, a 38-year-old bellman at the local Burke Hill Inn and Spa, was arrested at his place of business and maintains that none other than local folklore legend the Engrave is responsible for Mr. King's death. <laughs> Sadly, Mr. Engrave could not be reached for comment. Tell me what you know about the Engrave. He swallows you when you're asleep. He definitely eats you somehow, but I don't think it's when you're asleep. It can be any time after he sees you. The Endgrave is a monster that lives in the forest. They say he's been there since before we settled in Stony Creek and just watches us live while he can't. Basically, he's the perfect scary story to tell your kids to keep them from staying out past curfew. He's not dead, but I don't think he's alive either. I heard he's got these creepy ass arms and a face that isn't actually a face. There's this mouth smack in the center of his face and that's it. No eyes or nose or anything, just a mouth that drinks you dry. Like everything on the inside, your memories, your brain, your bones, your blood, everything sucks through your mouth and into his. Officer Bentham, can you tell me what you know about the engrave? Excuse me, sweetie. The engrave? Oh god, do I have to? Actually, you know, I heard that that kid Emmett King was killed by the Engrave. You hear that story? Yeah, I have heard that story. But I don't know the ending yet. You're listening to my story. To Emmett's story. This is Stony Creek. exactly how I felt as I read the final paragraph of the final Harry Potter book, The Deathly Hollows. It was as if my spine was an accordion. 
expanding and contracting with both joy and sorrow, as I said goodbye to a fictional character who had become one of my dearest friends. I remember how in preschool Matt McDonald colored my red hair with a sharpie during nap time. I remember my mobile that hung over my crib, four intricate snowflakes with a blue cloud at the center. I, I really do remember almost everything. It's said that it's your memory that's the first part of you that the engrave takes. It's not your soul, but it's what makes you soulful. It's the happy thoughts that help you fly, and it's the despair that keeps you grounded. My friend and surrogate grandfather, Bill Jeffries, his memory was wavering in the end. I, I can't be sure if it was the engrave who took his life, but his body was found in the engrave's signature style. He was emptied just like Emmett. And now that Noah has claimed to see the legend himself, does that mean what I think it means? Does that mean what I can't bring myself to say? I am going to ask you a series of questions. Okay. All right, don't be weirded out. I just, I want to see something. So what is your full name? Noah Joseph McLass name and stuff. Stop it. How old are you? I'm 17. When's your birthday? December 13th. And how old were you last year? Uh, I guess a year younger than this year. So which would be? 17. Okay, so how old were you last year? 17. Okay, what's my name? Jesse. Last name. Morrow. Uh, when did we meet? I met up with you in the forest. What was that, like five hours ago? No, when did we first meet? Oh, um, look, I don't know, Tess. It, look, you're stressing me out. It's Jess. What? My name. I suppose it might be difficult for Noah to remember the exact moment we first met, since it was about a week after he was born. My mom and his dad were best friends all throughout school, and our families have remained close ever since. We grew up with our backyard leading into theirs. We wore the same matching Halloween costumes for seven years, Wonder Woman and Superman. I cheered for Noah at every one of his hockey games and held him when he didn't make the minors. Emmett would have been my first dance at prom, and Noah my second. What do you remember about the forest? You were lost. It took me for fucking ever to find you, and something about a kid. No, there was no kid. No, I know. We didn't see the kid, but weren't we looking for a kid? There was something about this exchange with Noah that felt familiar. He was a dear friend. He was confused, but there was one memory, one moment that he was clinging to. I decided to go back and listen to my recordings, listen to the voice of my own personal Christmas past, Bill Jeffries. Okay, here we go. Do you plan on giving this to the police? I, I don't know how much more I could possibly say to Donna. I didn't have any other rooms for her, and she was getting quite upset, so Henry walked. 
No, actually, actually, I think I had leftover pizza from Lyndhurst. <laughs> yeah, it, it was barbecue chicken. <laughs> well, that's what I did yesterday. Oh, and I looked for a little boy, I think. Uh, his dad was worried about him being lost in the woods behind the hotel. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Fuzzy memories and a little boy lost in the woods. I had been racking my brain, trying to remember the last thing that Emmett and I talked about before he died. Was it something stupid? Was it about school or football? Did I tell him that I loved him, at least? Was he teasing me, maybe, about The Bachelor? Or was I bugging him about how he had terrible feet that were made for dinosaurs? For a girl who claims to remember everything, I can't. I can't find that last moment. What if that last moment was about a little boy? What if that's why Emmett went into the woods? Thank you, Diane, for taking the time to speak with me. Of course, yes, you're welcome. This is Diane King, Emmett's mom. She's the woman who took me in for a month after my father passed away so my mom could grieve in peace. She's the woman who gave me my first lipstick, Honeybee Garden, when I was 10. She's also the same woman I've heard weeping from her open bedroom window since the night Emmett went missing. I do hope you understand, though, why Doug No, I know. It's okay. okay. It's difficult for him to see you right now. I know, I know, I know. Um, I, I just have two questions, really, and I promise it won't take up much of your time. That's okay. I'm, I'm ready. Okay, well, first off, how are you? It's, a, it's okay, honey. We can, let's just get on with it. Okay, of course. Well, do you remember the last time you saw Emmett? What was he doing? He was on his way to see you. Um, we had just had dinner, and he told me not to post anything about it on Facebook and that he was supposed to take you out on a date, but he had forgotten. And I guess you um, texted him asking about, like, what the plan was, and he told you he hadn't eaten, which was hilariously untrue because he was sitting in front of a huge bowl of tortilla soup that I would made that he had completely licked clean. Yeah. Yeah, I still have that, that text in my phone. Let's see, the last text I have exactly is of me saying, I'm ready when you are. And he didn't skip a beat. He just texted back. Just give me a minute to get pretty for you. Mm. It's very nice that you have that. Yeah, yeah. So do you remember what sort of things were occupying Emmett's mind before he went missing? What was he, was he talking about with you at dinner? Besides forgetting our date, were there other moments that made him seem forgetful? Um, to be honest, there were a couple of moments where it felt like I was talking to uh, a brick wall, <laughs> but, um, I just chalked that up to my son being distracted by school and thoughts of college, his beautiful girlfriend and all of that. But you noticed it, it was big enough for you to notice. Um, well... I'm sorry. No, it's, uh, this is hard. There was one moment <clears throat> he, um, where he didn't recognize his dad. He didn't recognize his dad? <clears throat> um, yeah. 
It was worrisome at the time, but then he disappeared and our priorities shifted. Right. You know, actually, I don't, I don't think I want to do this anymore. I'm sorry. Is that okay? Yeah, that's okay. I understand. Just really quickly, did he talk about a little kid at all? Um, I don't... Like a kid that was missing? Anything, really? Maybe. I don't... Really? Um, yeah, maybe. Could be. There may have been a little boy that he was worried about, but I really... I don't really know much more than that. I assume it was one of the flag football kids he coached. He did that on... Wednesdays. At a clearing in the forest. Do you... Do you remember which one? No, I'm not sure which one. It always changed, and I never really went into that forest, and now I never will. But uh, anyway, I'm not sure, and I really don't care, because at the end of the day, it was my boy who went missing. Three. Three little boys. Or maybe the same little boy. Lost in the woods. I needed to know if Jason, the same Jason who saw the end grave in the video, had also been worried about a little kid lost in the forest. Adam was a dead end, and Jason was practically a ghost. And then it struck me. What if Jason was actually a ghost? This whole time, I was searching for a man. I didn't think to search for a dead man. Jason Ross. Jason Ross. Quinn. Missing July 11th. Presumed dead. A memorial was held. 345 North Rathroom Drive. Port Moody, Oregon. Jason Ross. Quinn. What the fuck? Why do I have to be here? Because you're not leaving my side, Noah. And I'm not leaving yours. You are incredibly annoying, you know that? I don't care. I mean, if something happens, I... I need to be here. Oh my god, nothing's gonna happen to me, Jess. Except for maybe some vomiting, because I feel like shit. Fine, come on, I think this is it. 345 Rathburn Drive, yep, this is it. You gonna knock? Oh my god. Holy shit. Henry. Hello, Jessica. Next time on Stony Creek. Henry Quinn was released from police custody last night due to lack of evidence. The 38-year-old bellman at Burke Hill Inn and Spa is no longer considered a suspect for the murder of high school student Emmett King. The teen's death has the small community in turmoil, and with no suspects on the horizon for this case or for the mysterious and chillingly similar death of Bill Jeffries, who was killed while Mr. Quinn was in custody, police have set a curfew for Stony Creek, perpetuating the growing fear amongst residents that a serial killer is on the loose.
This episode of Stony Creek was produced by Danielle McKechnie and Mike Pence. You can learn more about the show and its team over at stonycreekpodcast.com. You can also follow our mysterious town on social media through Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Stony Creek Pod. Thank you to our producer, Ali Bernacki. The Stony Creek theme and score was created by the amazing Evan Duffy. Artwork by Jahan Carluin. And Helene Carluin runs our website.